Thank you for the blessed privilege of sharing God's Word with you today. When prompted by the Holy Spirit to minister to someone who is going through a trial, the worst thing we could do is nothing. When we are inspired to pray for, call, give a word of encouragement, or help someone, God's speaking to us. If we ignore His call, we will pay a price for it. As we are inspired and obediently respond to the Holy Spirit's prompting, we are blessed to be a blessing, and God will reward us in ways we can neither ask nor think. Have Bible, pen, and paper handy. I was 18 years old, living in my parents' home, and I was a senior uh, in high school, and uh, it was four day in the morning, and I heard a voice saying, Rander, preach my gospel to every creature. And as it was being said, I, I, I tightened up in a fetal position, and I, it was a tingling sensation all over my voice. And I put the cover over my head, and I was scared to move, and I was scared to raise the cover up because I was scared I was going to see God. Then I finally got up, and my dad, my mom usually fixed my dad's breakfast early in the morning, and I went and sat at the table in the kitchen. And they looked at me because it was unlike me to get up early in the morning like that. And they, and they looked at me, waiting on me to say something. And I finally said something. And they said, what? I said, Mom, Dad, God just called me to preach. And they were just deathly quiet. Matter of fact, they didn't know how to answer me. So I just went back and I laid down. I'll say that much for now. And I say the rest of that account for later. <laughs> Amen. But 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 what but however, I wasn't seeking that voice like people are doing today. I wasn't seeking sensationalism. I wasn't doing that. God speaking audibly is not the norm today. One must not seek to hear an audible voice from the Lord. Be mindful. God often spoke audibly in the Old Testament. He also spoke audibly in the Gospels. And you also can see him speaking audibly in the book of Acts. But however, that's not normative today. Why? Because the canon of Scripture is complete. The, the Bible is complete. We don't have to add nothing to it, and we don't have to take nothing from it, and you don't have to walk out and say, well, I'm looking for a voice. I'm trying. I'm waiting to hear a voice. Hey, the voice is in your hand. This book is the voice of God. Do I have a witness out there? This book is the voice of, of God. And so you must, you must be mindful of that, my friends. It is the voice of God. The canon of scripture is complete. However, today we have the, a complete Bible. It's all kinds of translations. You have big Bibles, little Bibles, Bible in Braille, pretty Bibles. You know, the best Bible is a used raggedy Bible. Bible look too new, that means your life is raggedy. That's right. But that Bible's all tore up, you're trying to hold the pages together. Is usually blown to a person whose life is not raggedy and falling apart. <laughs> what condition is your Bible in? Some of your Bibles look, you had it 20 years and look like it just got, out, got it out the box. Some of you, yeah, now you'll say, oh, I got, I have it on my, my cell phone. I have it on my iPad. Good for you. I'm glad you have it. But I sure be glad when you get a book. Because it testifies as to whose side you on. You can have that little gadget. For as we know, you just playing Pac-Man in there. 
But I dare you to take the Bible and open it and begin to read. All of a sudden, folk will like it or they'll be disturbed because you have it. Try opening that Bible in your office and lay it open on the desk and see the response. Put your cell phone on the desk and they won't even notice. I was at the car wash and I opened my Bible and I began to study. And one of the other persons in there, uh, getting his car washed, he looked at me. He says, I see that book you're reading. What word in that book do you have for me? But if I had had my cell phone, no question would have been asked. Y'all hanging with me? This book is a living testimony. Go buy you one. My wife and I, we were heading to the Philippines. And uh, it was the middle of the night. I was on that plane. You know, sometimes you just don't sleep well on planes, especially when the Philippines is a long ways from here. Okay, you get antsy. You sit on this side. You try to sit on that side. And, oh, and so I just touched the light. See? And so I opened, my book, opened up the Bible, the book of life. It was, matter of fact, it was this book. I keep this one here because this one is so worn out. I'm trying to preserve the leftovers of it. <laughs> so this is my preaching Bible here. It's been all over the world, but it's 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 being pretty raggedy now, so I keep it here for preaching. And so I opened the pages of the book, and then this man, we were in the 747 huge plane, and he was way on, I was on one end, he was way on the other end, and I was reading, he said, I know that book you have. I said, you do? He said, I said, what? I said, yeah. That's a Bible. I said, yeah, it sure is. Can you come over here and tell me something about it? I know that man at all. I moved around, came to the other side, began to talk to him about the things of God and began to minister to him the word of God. And little to my knowledge, there were some missionaries headed to the Philippines, the Philippines, and they overheard me talking to this gentleman. And, they, and when I finished speaking to him, they hunched me, they touched me, saying, you know, we were praying for you as you were in conversation with that, that brother. That all happened because I opened my Bible. Now, when was the last time somebody got your attention and asked you to tell you about a Bible as you were reading the scriptures in your cell phone? You understand what I'm saying? I'm, now, you say, are you against cell phone? I have a cell phone. I, I, I have one. There it is. Hope it don't go off. <laughs> Yeah, I have scriptures in here. I, I have an iPad. It's at home. I all those things. I'm trying to catch up with some of these folks. I'm just I lag behind. I'm 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 slow there, but that's okay. I'm getting there. But I tell you what, I got a Bible and it don't run on batteries. There are no pops up pop ups in this book. <laughs> You don't have to worry about the distractions. You don't have to worry about your mind going over that. When, is it, when, is it, when are you going to buy your Bible? When are you going to buy a Bible? We got a one-year Bible. A one-year Bible we are promoting even right, even right now. I have it somewhere under here. I guess I'm going to find it. I guess it's not under here. But, but we're promoting that one-year Bible as you can read that Bible through a, in a year's time to get you acquainted with the Bible with wonderful annotative notes at the bottom. The theme of this year is Back to the Bible and we need to go back to the Bible. You need to buy you a book and begin to highlight in that book and annotate in that book and take that book with you so it can be a witness 
to others who see you reference the Bible. And all God's children said, amen. You see, the canon of scripture is complete. It is inerrant. It is infallible. It is inspired. It is authoritative. And it is sufficient. When you read your Bible, the Lord is speaking to you. Now, you need to write that down. When you read your Bible, the Lord is speaking to you. That's why some of your lives are so messed up. That's why you stay in eternal depression. That's why you're confused. That's why you're in a hot mess. There's so little of the word of God resident in your life. You, you, you kind of use it as a spare tire only when you need it. You pull it out when you're in an emergency or when you're in a crisis. But other than that, when everything's going well, it, it's collecting dust. Uh, number five, today, first and foremost, the, the Lord speaks through the written word of God, which transcends dreams. You know, in the Old Testament, you see, and even, and even in the New Testament, you, you see people, uh, God revealing himself through dreams. You see God revealing himself through uh, visions and uh, uh, you see God speaking through angels. God even spoke through a donkey. Oh, yeah, yes, he did. He said, what? Yeah, he, he spoke to the donkey. The donkey rebuked <laughs> Balaam. That's a whole account right there. Good. But today we don't wait on a donkey to speak or a chicken to talk, you know. God speaks primarily and above all through the word of God. He, do, he does not even speak through someone said, well, they live. I, I, you know what? I was alive and I was, I was in ICU. I died. You heard this kind of testimony? I died, I went to heaven, and I got a message from God, and I came back, and here's what he told me to say. I'm scared of that person. I don't need you to die and go to heaven, come back, and tell me what God says, when I can just read the book. I can read the Bible. The B-I-B-L-E is the book for me. Extra, extra. Read all about it. It's the newsiest news since news has been news. Don't go to, don't die and go to heaven, come back and tell me what God told you. I believe in the eternal, authoritative, uh, sufficient, infallible, inerrant word, written word of the living God. I don't have to add nothing to it and don't take nothing from it lest I receive the judgment in this book. That's how you get cults, too, saying what God told them to tell you. I don't need folk to tell me that. And that's how you get Mormonism and all this other stuff. The written word, 1 John chapter 5, verse 13. 1 John 5, 13 says, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. That's, that's how you get saved, through the written word. Uh, 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Breathe out from God. From Genesis to Revelation, breathe out by God. And it's profitable for doctrine, teaching, for reproof, cor- and for correction, for instruction in righteousness. The Bible is the answer for all of your issues. You don't have to go to a psychic 
You don't have to go to a Ouija board. You don't have to go to a witch or a warlock. You don't have to, you don't have to go to the palm reader. Save your money and tithe. This book is heaven's book. This book is the only book that God ever wrote. That's right. <laughs> it's the book of books. So much so, it is the book of life. It's one thing for you to have physical life, but when you get this book, it gives you spiritual life. That's right. Uh, you, you are born physically in the world through your mother's womb. Don't look at me like that. That's where you came. Why don't y'all say amen? But to be born again, you got to be born of the spirit of God. That there has to be an inner transformation. Uh, the, the, the Holy Spirit working the work of regeneration, transformation within your heart. Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. Once born, hell bound. Twice born, heaven bound. Why is it, then we'll stop. Why is it that some Christians cannot hear God speak? You say, I don't hear God. I don't hear, I pre, drip, drip, why you hear God? And I can't. I want to hear God. You need to hear God. And you need to know you're listening to God because there are counterfeits out there. Uh, Satan is, is a schemer, canava. He, he even comes as an angel of light. He's a duper. He, he, will, he will dupe you. Why is it that some Christians cannot hear God speak? Number one, many do not hear God because they do not have a personal relationship with him. Now, if you don't have a saving relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, if you have not trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior, believing in his death, burial, and resurrection, and coming again, you cannot hear God unless you've really been born again. Without the life of God living in your soul, it is impossible for you to hear God. The scripture says in John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Number two, why is it that some Christians cannot hear God? Uh, because there are two, because there is too much noise in their life. You drown out the voice of God through technology, television, Music is loud. It's your ears, your ears plugged up with music and the voices of this world system so much so that you can't hear God. You've drowned him out. You go to bed with the television on. You wake up with the television on. I declare that some of you are scared of silence because God wants to speak. And you won't let him because you're scared. If God speak to you, he's going to tell you something you don't want to hear. And he will. That's right. Some of you, 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 well, some of you, you haven't gone to bed in solitude and quietness and so long until you are actually scared to go to sleep in solitude, peace, and quiet. It's got to be noise. You need to ask yourself, why is my life so noisy? Number three, why is it that some Christians cannot hear God speak? Because they are distracted by so many things. 
Oh, I got to go to sorority. I got to go to fraternity. I got to go to the game. I got to take my children here. I got to go. I got to go shopping. I got to go to the movies. I got to go to the social event. I got to go on the river. I got to, 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 I got to. Got her. And you stay in here one hour, get through an hour, 15 minutes, preacher. I got something to do. I got to take my dog to PetSmart. And then you want God to speak as if God's going to speak through all of that. You got to be quiet. You got to be still. The scriptures say, be still and know that I am God. Then you got to hush your mouth and stop talking so much. And you got to say, speak, Lord, your servant's listening. You got to tune in and not be so distracted. Uh, uh, why, uh, why is it that so many Christians cannot hear God? It's because they love their pleasure more than God. They love this world system. They, they just love it. They live for the games. You know? They live for themselves. They live for money. They live for status. They live for career. They live, uh, it's all about me. It's just narcissism all over them. They live for the pleasures of this world and the pleasure of this world. The pleasures of this world has, has drowned out the voice of God. Number five, they have a divided allegiance because God is not first in their lives. Yeah. You, you're not seeking first the kingdom of God. He's not first. He's not preeminent. He's not foremost. And so you can't hear him. Uh, number six, because of a defiled heart and life, you cannot hear God. Because of a defiled heart and life. Uh, Psalms uh, 66, 18 says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. You got sin all in your life, corruption all in your life, uh, sexual immorality all in your life, pornography in your life. You homongering all over the place. You're cussing, you're using profanity. You're, you're musing and mulling over uh, stuff. In your mind, lust and corruption and scheming and uh, lying and conniving. Well, then you can't hear God through all that sinful mess. And God is not going to answer your prayer. Therefore, if you desire the Lord to speak to you and hear your prayers, then you must ask him to first cleanse your life. You know why many Christians can't hear God? Because, number seven, because they are backslidden from God. They've gotten so far away from God. Haven't been to church in months, or they might get here badly once a month, if that. And don't even care. So far from God. Don't pray. Don't read the Bible. Don't give. Don't bring your ch- children to Sunday school. Don't, don't engage your children in the life of the church and wondering why they are so rebellious. It's because they don't have a restrainer in their life. You know, so far, you wander so far away from God. And so you're so far from him, you can't hear him. It's all about alcohol and drugs and, and pleasure. I like that old song that says, I wandered far away from God. Now I'm coming home. The path of sin too long I've trod. Now I'm coming home. I've wasted many precious years. I repeat, Lord, 
I'm coming on home now. I now repent with bitter tears. Now I'm coming home. Now, many of you out there of my voice today, you've been roaming and wandering. You've been a spiritual nomad. And God is saying today, shut it up. Get right with God. Come home so you can hear me like you never heard me before. Oh, God. Finally, but not the least. Why is there so many Christians cannot hear God? Because you could spend so much time listening to Satan that the voice of God is absent in your life. Say you allow Satan to talk to you more than God. He said, "Hey, I won't do that." She get her back. You, I, I, I think I'm, I'm thinking right now about what he did to me. He betrayed me. He hurt me. She did this. I'm mad. I'm angry. I'm bitter. And Satan putting all those thoughts in your head. Go gamble one more time. Just have have it your way. Have it my way. <laughs> because you could spend so much time, you spend so much time listening to Satan that the voice of God is absent in your life. He speak to you and you're listening to him. I don't understand how you can listen to all this profanity and 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 all this stuff. It ought to make you sick. In Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, Eve spent too much time listening and talking to Satan. She should have been with her husband. That's right. She she, she got from under her covering. Satan took advantage of her. Eve spent too much time listening and talking to to Satan. You read that in your quiet time, Genesis chapter 1, chapter chapter 3, rather, verses 1 through 5, which caused her to be deceived and rebel against God. She took and later Adam took as well. I conclude by saying the Lord loves to speak to his children. I say it again. The Lord really wants to talk to you. He really wants to communicate with you, to conversate with you. He just he wants a deeper love relationship with you. But the real question is. Are you listening? Do you really want him to talk to you? Can you make up your mind and be resolved in this new year that I'm going to hold my peace, hold my tongue? I'm going to let the voice of God rule and reign over my life. It's not about what I think. It's not about my opinion. It's not about my ideology. It's not about my philosophy. It's not about my psychology. It's about God, the true and living God who spoke the world into existence and said, let there be. And instantaneously, it came into being. That's the kind of God that longs To talk with you. Will you let God talk to you?
And all God's children said, Amen. Let's pray. And Father, we thank you for this, for this message. We thank you for that first verse in Jonah. I thank you for putting us in this book. That first phrase is enough all by itself, God, to transform our lives. Just like the word of the Lord came to Jonah, that same word wants to come to us today. I pray, Lord, that we not keep him out of our lives. Resist the the call of God. Resist God's talking to us. Lord, help us to have a holy hush about us. Because when we be still and when we are quiet, you'll transform our lives. You'll cause us to radiate. You'll cause us to bloom. You'll restore what the locusts have eaten. When you talk to us, you will lift depression. You will lift those suicidal tendencies. You will lift the racial prejudice. You will lift the bad attitude. You will will lift us out of, deliver us out of the talking too much and the gossip and the whoremongering and everything else I can't call. Help us to say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. In Jesus' name. And all God's children said, You've heard God speak through his preacher from the word of God. Now the question is, what are you going to do with with what you heard? Some of you have been wandering. You've backslidden. You're away from God. You have high absenteeism in, in worship, in Sunday school, in Holy Communion. You hit and miss, barely do enough to get by, and wondering what's wrong with your life. God is saying to you today, come home, my child. Come home. The greatest gift anyone could ever receive has already been given. Jesus paid the price in full. He loves us so much that he desires a personal relationship with all who surrender all to him. We have direct access to our Lord and Savior through the indwelling Holy Spirit. We owe Him everything, yet the gift of salvation is free. Don't waste one more second. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.